Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We got a lot going on here. I had uh, Yesterday, I took a little time off, uh, found out that a uh, friend, a person I had gotten to know well over the years, had passed, and um, so I just kind of put out a, an episode and... Um, and took some time off. I drank a little. Uh, maybe I smoked a little, and maybe I just kind of grieved some. So anyway, that's all good. That's in the past. That's that's uh, that's the the boring life of Dan. I did have, fortunately, two great German Shepherd dogs that are really good at keeping me uh, happy and motivated. When they know I'm feeling bad, they come up and they snuggle with me and they hang out with me and stuff. And um, of course, I have my wonderful wife as well, Terry and. Today, you know, so much has come out. I mean, um, I'm going to talk about some things, and this might be somewhat controversial. I, uh, For some, anyway, I posted about it. We'll talk about how I believe that the TQIA Plus has hijacked the LGB movement and actually has destroyed it and become to where people aren't even listening to it anymore. And so the and Gays Against Groomers is a great example of that, where they're, they're like, look, we're gay people and an organization, and we're, we're here to tell you that we don't agree with the sexualization of children. We don't agree with the fact that our movement has been hijacked by a bunch of radicals and the gender ideology crowd because that's not what it's about, man. They just... They just wanted to be recognized and be able to love who they wanted to love and be able to marry who they wanted to marry, and they got that. And they've been perfectly fine for a long time. In walks the the TQIA plus crowd, adds their letters onto the end of the LGB movement, takes it over, starts sexualizing children, whether it's in uh, you know men dominating women's sports or boys dominating girls sports it's gone as far down as high school now i imagine next thing you know we're going to have little boys beating up on little girls in uh basketball leagues when they're six years old because that's where it's heading it seems to be getting younger and younger and younger so we're going to cover that a little bit and you know I, i tell you what uh and we'll talk about target we'll talk about uh their their move to put pride over profit and the pushback, they're doubling down. They've decided that they haven't lost enough money. $9 billion in market share wasn't enough. So continue the boycott. Keep going with that. DeSantis, of course, announced uh, quite strangely and miserably that um, he's running for president. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. I mean, we knew he was running for president. And he announced it on Twitter, which was odd. And... So we'll cover that a little bit. All I know is, uh, well, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, I'll, I'll cover that in its own segment. Um, the debt ceiling, I'll, I'll update everything on that. Gas stoves, hmm, we got to get rid of those because otherwise we're going to be killing our children or so the Democrats say so. And Trump is not running against DeSantis or against a Republican field or even against Joe Biden. He is running against the deep state. He's running against the Department of Justice the whole intelligence community, and, of course, the legacy media. So let's get things going here. Um, I, I maintain that the uh, the TQIA Plus has hijacked the LGB movement. 
And, you know, lesbian, gay, bi, okay, great, man. Love who you want to love. Do what you want to do. Uh, you're, you're consenting adults. You can go ahead and do that. And even kids, you know, it, you know, you have romances in school. We all did. I know I had a few, some I remember fondly and some that I would like to forget. But the, the point is, is that it's a, it's a relationship between people and that's fine. Now, when you start promoting that and, and see the, 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 the LGB community, they never promoted that on people. They just simply wanted to be accepted. They simply wanted to be, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm a guy, I'm attracted to dudes, or, you know, I'm a girl, I'm attracted to girls, or maybe I'm attracted to both. And just let me do that and be who I am. And if we're consenting partners, that's okay. And I, I think that over the years, they've won that right. They have become recognized. They have become uh, accepted and, you know, in, in many ways uh, promoted. I mean, as part of society. Now, enter TQIA+, and look up what queer means, all right? Look at what the trans community is doing as far as targeting children and, and mutilating their bodies cutting off parts, good parts, penises, boobs, get rid of them, man. If you don't, if you don't feel, you know, if you're a tomboy, uh, if you're a girl and you're a tomboy, you might actually be a boy. You should get, you should take hormones. You should go ahead and you know what? BS. I'm sick and tired. I'm telling you, I am sick and tired of this whole hijacking, this whole, all this crap being crammed down our throats. It's making me get angry at the whole damn movement. They're doing more harm, like Barack Obama did for race relations. He said it back 50 years. This whole TQIA++, whatever the hell it is, is setting back lesbian, gay, and bi 50 years. They're so extreme. And then when they start going after the children, that's where many people draw the line. You know, if you want to dress and drag, that's, that's where it used to be. It used to be just, uh, you know, trans, they weren't, they weren't, trans they were just transvestites not transsexual and they had their own thing and everything but now they want to have now they want to read in front of children you got to ask yourself why does a grown man dressed as a woman want to entertain children the answer is kind of obvious right and, and they keep getting younger and younger and younger i'm sick and tired of it i know a lot of gay people and I don't know a single one who isn't against what the trans community is doing with our sexualization of children. Not one. I would point out that some of those gay people are family members, immediate family members of mine. And so you have to ask yourself then, why, why is society allowing this? Well, you know, the, yes, the, the, the scores, the, the social credit scores that corporations get where they get better lending rates, cheaper money so that they can finance themselves. They're, they're kind of caving to that, but they're in the process, they're alienating a large section of their audience. I think Anheuser-Busch found that out with the Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light fiasco that happened. They're still paying for it. They've lost a massive amount of market share. Analysts are saying that they're going to lose 26% of their value. This quarter, 26%, a quarter of the company value, poof, gone. Because they hired an activist marketing person who did not care. They put pride before profits and then they're paying the price. Target is following the same path. $9 billion so far they have lost. Now, I 
I came across this video and I'm, and I'm going to throw it out here because I don't think a lot of people, I wondered myself too. And, and, I, and I, I did a little bit of research and, and fact check this. And I think that it's fairly accurate. You know, the, the pride flag has been around for, for a while. It's nothing new. But some things have been added to it recently. And this guy goes ahead and explains it pretty well. Check it out. What's up, Solutionaries? Maj Toure here. I'm out and about uh, getting some coffee about to hit the gym and things like that. But I'm in a different part of town than I normally am. I'm in front of this uh, chain corporate coffee shop. And this flag is what we see here. Now, obviously, everybody knows that this is the LG, you know, GBT flag. But I want to showcase a few things to you guys about, if you notice, you'll start to see this part of the flag adding more into the situation. Initially, the rainbow was God's promise. Now it means something else, right? But now it's more, you'll start to see more of these colors added. This is supposed to be for black people. This is supposed to be for brown people. These colors right here seem to be a little strange. And this goes into what's called the minor attracted person or youth attracted person pedophile flag. So I want to go over what these actual colors mean. Blue and light blue on this flag stands for attraction to infant boys. Okay? That's what this light blue is for. Okay? The pink stands for attraction to minor girls. That's what the pink is for. And then the white. The white stands for attraction to virgin children that are virgins that have never had any type of sex so when you start to see these things right it went from just a rainbow which initially was god's promise into all of these other things you should start asking yourself why they want virgins young girls young boys brown and black people to succumb to this overall flag i want y'all to actually think about these things give me your perspective tell me what you think what you feel about that energy is it okay to say hey we're advocating for youth attracted people or minor attracted people to make that a rebrand or do you think it's not okay communicate in the uh, comment and the gay community says absolutely not we do not think this is okay we do not think that uh, this is uh, we do not accept this. We do not accept that they're hijacking our pride flag. We do not accept them as part of our community. And they need to say no. They need to say to say no loudly. Check out gaysforgroomers.com. They're also on Twitter and on Facebook, most of the socials at gaysforgroomers. And check them out. It's a community of gay people and bi people who are, you know, traditional LGB community that are saying no to the radicalization and the sexualization of children that's happening. And it's happening faster and faster the further we go along. The sports thing is something that, that is really something that, that really irritates me. It, it, it's one of, the, one of my hot buttons, one of my super uh, trans female disc offer wins women's tournament in Virginia after California banned it. So uh, a transgender female disc golfer banned from participating in a California event won a women's tournament in Virginia. Natalie Ryan, his name's probably Nate, right? Natalie Ryan, a biological male, won $356 payout after defeating five other women in the Lake Marshall Open in Montrose over the weekend. Now, obviously, men, males are built differently. And it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are. You know, your bone structure is bigger. Your, your muscular mass is bigger. You're, you are stronger. I don't care how many hormones you take or how long you take them you will still be stronger than the majority of women 
or girls in this case that are out there. And for anybody to say otherwise, it's just ludicrous. I mean, they're, they're, they're absolutely insane. You can't sit there and tell me that it's perfectly legitimate for a boy to enter a woman's competition or a girl's competition and call it fair. It's not fair. There's an obvious advantage. This is a picture of the, the trans female disc golfer that won the tournament. And this is nothing new. We've covered this over and over, whether it's happening in volleyball, whether it's happening in, uh, in basketball or wherever. It, 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 I mean, yeah, geez, MMA. You know, you got uh, guys going into the octagon and beating the crap out of women, almost killing them, crushing skulls and things like that, right? Remember we talked about the uh, the track event, track and field event that was down in California where a boy who two years ago competed as a boy and didn't do anything, couldn't compete, all of a sudden decides that he's a girl and he's going to compete against girls. And he went ahead and placed second in a competition. Okay, well, you know, he was beat out by one girl. First of all, you couldn't even come in first. Man, how, how weak and pathetic is that? Not only weak and pathetic for competing against girls, you couldn't even beat them all. Ugh. But what happened was it knocked out, it knocked a, a, a girl who would have come in third down to fourth place so she could not compete in the state finals. Big deal, right? For some of these people, this could be their last athletic competition in their life. They may not go on and, to run in college or, or professionally at the Olympics or whatever. Adeline Johnson of Branson High School took fourth place during a recent meet in California. That's the female. And the male that took it over was someone who calls himself Athena Ryan. That's a dude. Pushed her out of the running for the state title. And this is one of the comments. Here's a re, another video of him talking about whoever's interviewing this guy. Um, stop legitimizing this. Stop. It is not okay. It's not normal. You know, if they, if, hey, hey, if, if they want to compete, how about we have a trans league, okay? And they can all trans against each other. We call it a transition league if you want. But whatever, check this out. Powered by Tim's Truck Capital, the 2023 Wilderness Championships. I'm here with the girls, high jump and 1600 meter winner. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Miles Uh Do you want to take us through your events today? Yeah, um, so today I won the mile with a time of 526 and high jump with a height of 411. Nice. Uh, so what were your game plans going into those? Honestly, to be I was girls. trying to keep it low stress, not use too much energy since states is Wednesday. Um, nice. But it worked out well. Nice. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so you mentioned states. Uh, do you have any big plans for the postseason coming up? Um, get back into training for soccer, which is my main sport. Um, okay, nice. I'm big into I'm a goalie, so that worked out well. Oh, nice. Fun. I bet nice. it works out well. Uh, well, nice job today, and good luck. So to he season. can go play soccer very- also against girls, and he's a goalie. Oh, good for you. Look, this stops. You know, this stops when you say it stops. And this next little article I'm going to pull up is a student athlete who has decided enough is enough. We don't want to compete against boys. We don't want boys watching us undress in our locker rooms. We want privacy in female spaces. And so they should have it. I mean, imagine this. You have schools allowing boys to go into female locker rooms and watch them undress 
Be with them when they go to the bathroom. Be with them when they take showers. Who the heck thinks that's okay? But this is where it stops. I'm sad. Look, ladies, young, young women, I am sorry that this falls upon you to fix, but it does, and it's going to take sacrifice. If you want this to stop, don't participate. Don't participate in the event. Don't participate in the awards. Don't participate in training. As soon as you do that, this this craziness will stop. Once you, you have the power, you have much more power than you think you do, ladies. And unfortunately, I can sit here and pontificate as much as I want. I can complain about this as much as I want. I can point out the idiocy of it as much as I want. But until you, women and young ladies, decide to say no, we will not participate. We will not compete. We will not play into this charade. It's going to continue. And so I hope that, that you do. Uh, here's a story from California. They will sit there and watch the girls change. Students walk out over state's trans bathroom law because, of course, all the bathrooms must be shared now with kids. I mean, you remember how awkward it was to be a kid in, in, in junior high and high school? As you started, you know, your hormones started going and you started to realize the difference between guys and girls and, and you know, you were shy or you were uh, awkward, you were clumsy. Yeah, Let, let's just add to that stress, okay? And let boys walk right into the, to the girls' bathrooms and changing rooms and locker rooms. California high school students walked out of class in protest of a state law that allows individuals to use bathrooms on the basis of gender identity rather than biological sex. According to Action News Now, over the past two weeks, Pleasant Valley High School students have protested twice, claiming that biological males have been entering female bathrooms. <sighs> Within the girl, watching the girls change. So they go to the bathroom and they watch them change. According to Action News Now, under California law, schools are required to permit students to use bathrooms on the basis of gender identity rather than biological sex. Students feel uncomfortable. In the bathroom, <laughs> in the bathrooms and the locker rooms, it's honestly, this is a, a young girl, uh, in the bathrooms and the locker rooms, it's honestly uncomfortable because they will sit there and just stand there and watch the girls change. Mariana, Aceta, a Pleasant High Val school junior, told the outlet. So juniors, what is that, uh, 15, 16 years old? Right in there. If the girls are using the restroom, I would like to have my privacy. I would not appreciate someone just standing there and watching me. Or even listening to you. I mean, man, at that age, it's even, uh, you know, having, you know, using same-sex bathrooms and, you know, having a uh, explosive incident in the bathroom is embarrassing on its own. Now imagine that one of your classmates of the opposite sex happens to be in there with you. Now there may be, I don't believe it, but there may be people who actually are, um, you know, <laughs> geez, innocent in this, guys that are pretending to be girls that are innocent, innocent in this. But, but it just sets up the, 
It sets up the environment where it's okay for the system to be taken advantage of by those who are not innocent, creating victims of those who are. And by victims, I mean the girls, the women, the children who are in these locker rooms, whether it's in a public school, a YMCA, or whatever. Biological males have no business invading female spaces. Okay? I just want to be really clear where I stand. Target, they are having an Anheuser-Busch moment, and they've decided that that's okay. Target loses $9 billion in the week following boycott calls over LGBTQ-friendly kids' clothing. Now, to put that in perspective, Anheuser-Busch lost less than half of that. Target loses $9 billion in a week. You see they have you know tuck-friendly swimsuits. These are for children. I covered this extensively last week. I did a big episode on it. Go and look it up. These are bathing suits in the children's section marketed towards little boys so they can tuck their penises and pretend to be girls. They also have uh, suits for young ladies that say they have a binding top. You know, these, these, these kids that they're marketing towards don't even have, they're not even developing breasts yet. But we got to train them young and teach them that, you know, when you do start getting breasts, it's okay to bind them. It's okay to pretend that they're not there. If you don't like them, hey, just suck it up. Target loses $9 billion a week following boycotts. That was on the New York Post. What does that look like? Well, I'll show you what it looks like. Here's uh, the chart for Target Corp. They were up around uh, close to $160, $158, and recently they're down to $139. That's a massive, massive loss. And have some... some uh, some ignorant fool tried to say that, well, unless it's someone sells their stock, then they haven't really lost anything. Uh, you don't know how market valuation works, obviously. But you see, they were just kind of coasting along. You know, this is, this is just a one-month chart. So for three weeks, and they've been around, they've been bouncing between uh, 152, 153 to 160. They've been bouncing between that, in that range for quite some time. Then, then they decided to sexualize children and cram transgenderism, the TQIA plus part of the LGB acronym down their throats. And you can see what happened there. So starting, you see that, uh, where that massive fall starts? That was a week ago. That's what losing $9 billion in market value in a week looks like. That is not the stock target that, that people want. Now, to compare to Anheuser-Busch, they did the same thing. J.P. Morgan is dev has devastating prediction for Anheuser-Busch as Bud Light backlash rages on. Analysts at J.P. Morgan had some bad news for Anheuser-Busch management and stockholders. According to the report from Market Watch Tuesday, Jared Dinges of J.P. Morgan said they expected to see earnings before interest and tax to drop a little by, uh, by a little more than a quarter this year. That number, 26%, was in line with Nielsen IQ data cited by the outlook, which put early May's sales of Bud Light down 23.6%. Understand, this is not this is a massive thing, a huge, huge company, the largest beer seller in the country, actually, loses a quarter of its value. 
because they had a woke marketing VP who thought it'd be a good idea to do a campaign with Dylan Mulvaney. Notice you haven't seen, where, where did Dylan go? Don't see him out there much anymore, do you? Hopefully, I mean, I'd be happy if we never saw him again. But this shows you, what does that look like? What does losing a quarter of your value look like? This is what it looks like. Okay. Gone from uh, 65, over 67, $68 down to 56.91. They've lost 26% of their value. I think this is incredible. I think this really shows that, um, look, we have power. You, You know how the liberals... How, how the, the extreme commie Democrats, when they want to get angry at something, they get literally angry, scream and yell, ah! they'll scream at the sky. They'll go into legislative houses and kick and stamp their feet like little children throwing a tenter, temper tantrum. You know what? Conservative activism works too. And we don't need to raise our voices to do it. We don't need to act like deranged lunatics in order to get our point across. We just need to simply choose where to spend our money. And this is good stuff. This is this needs to continue. People, understand, we are have a very powerful block of consumers and voters. And we're making our voices heard now. And it's, it's far past time. I'm so happy to see this. Not just with Anheuser-Busch, but with Target as well. Look, as Joe Biden would say, I hate it when I say that because I, I think, first thing I say when I look, I think, God, Joe Biden says that shit all the time. I just use a Joe Bidenism. <sighs> At any rate, the point is, the consumers do have control. We do have the power. We do have a voice. However, some choose not to listen to it. There was a response to to their massive loss, and they they have Target has moved some of their displays in certain regions to the back of their store, and now uh, the LGBTQI plus XYZ community is is upset about that too. This was an internal uh, message in within Target to management that was, uh, and employees that was leaked. This is what it says, team. This is after they lost $9 billion, okay? This was after the massive outcry, after they even moved some of their things. And who are they blaming it on? Of course, they're blaming it on threats. They're blaming it on the extreme right. Team, I want to end the day where briefly started on a note of care. This has been a very hard day for Target and it follows many difficult days of deliberation and decision-making to our teams, to our team and stores. Thank you for steadfastly representing our values. No one is better at working through uncomfortable situations and service to an inclusive guest experience. What you've seen in recent days went well beyond discomfort and it has been gut-wrenching to see what you've confronted in our aisles. To our team and the service centers, Thank you for your patience and professionalism through high volumes of angry, abusive, and threatening calls. I recognize how difficult, even frightening, those interactions can be. And I thank you for the composure of which you fielded those comments. Eh, okay, well, you know, sounds kind of PC. Now it, gets, now it gets crazy. To the teams who have been working as hard on our plans for Pride and are now showing incredible agility as we adjust. Thank you. Your efforts will ensure we can still show up and celebrate pride in meaningful ways. To the LGBTQIA plus community, one of the hardest parts of all of this was trying to contemplate how to make adjustments 
we're making to alleviate these threats to our team's physical and psychological safety. Psychological safety, that's a thing. I thought that a business's job was basically to respond to customers and not just some customers, but all customers. At any rate, would impact you and your, and your well-being and psychological safety. We stand with you now, and then it continues throughout Pride Month. Imagine, I mean, it's not even Pride Month yet. Gavin Newsom came out. He had something to say. This was a tweet, CEO of Target. Brian Cornell selling out the LGBTQI plus community. Extremists is a real profile and courage. This isn't just a couple stores in the South. There's a systematic attack. They like the word systemic or systematic or whatever. On the gay community happening across the community. No, there's not an attack on the gay community. There's an attack on the trans community targeting children. Okay? Nobody cares about the gay community if they want to be gay or not. This was, this, is, this was a closed issue. It was a done issue. Just like racism was nearly a done issue until Obama, the, the, the gay thing has been done forever. Gavin Newsom continues, wake up, America. This doesn't stop here. You're black, you're Asian, you're Jewish, you're a woman, you're next. I think we've already established that women have already come under attack by the extreme commie Democrats and liberals that want to allow boys to compete with them in sports come into their dressing rooms and locker rooms. That is not, that is not coming from the right. That is, women are under attack. They're being canceled every single day and it's coming from the extreme left. Joining the club of corporations that want to go broke as quickly as possible, we have the North Face. Check this one out. It's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Hi, can we go? Of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHG TV community. Well, I think I know which outdoor wear I will not be using ever again. This is not something new. They've they've been this company's been freaked out for a while, and, and they uh, they did this last year too. So not quite so extensively, but look, this is a caricature. Women do not act like that. And by the way, that's not a lesbian. That's a dude pretending to be a woman to pretend. <laughs> that's a dude pretending to be a lesbian woman dancing around flamboyantly and talking. Da, da, da. You know, Hey, I've known a lot of women in my life. I have never known a single one who acted or talked like that. Okay. Moving along. We're going to call that little last part of the weirdness part of the show today because, Oh, I, yeah, I, Yay. Jim Jordan, we're going to move on. Look, we've got a, a targeting attack on anybody. This, this administration, the, the weaponization of the Justice Department, of the legal system, of the court system is a real thing. 
and the deep state is a real thing. And if you don't think so, then why are they, they're basically calling half of America fascists. There's telling you that half America is, well, they're as bad as Nazis. And check this out. This, this is a, there's some training material that's come out through some NGOs, non-governmental organizations and uh, Department of Homeland Security that is likening people who watch Fox News or have a MAGA hat, you know, like I have back here as extremists. And this is where, this is where they get their definition that, uh, you know, right-wing extremism or white supremacist is the greatest threat to this country because they've redefined what that means. Check this I out. I get your take on something even worse. Earlier in the program, I spoke with Media Research Center President Brent Bozell. He says his yeah. group obtained documents that show the Department of Homeland Security is using a program meant to fight terrorists, and they're likening groups like the Heritage Foundation, MAGA, Fox News, the RNC. They're comparing all of those to Nazis, Congressman. Yeah, this is, this is really scary, too, but this is consistent, frankly, with what President Biden said last fall when he stood in front of Independence Hall with that eerie background that he had and gave that ridiculous speech where he called half the country fascist. This is this is now this this pattern, this mindset that I think exists in way too many of the top people in these federal agencies. Remember, this is the same agency, the Department of Homeland Security, who tried to set up the Disinformation Governance Board. This is the same government where the Richmond Field Office of the FBI said, if you're a pro-life Catholic, they view you as extremists. I mean, this is how ridiculous it's gotten. And again, it's why under Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans with the majority now, why our work on exposing how these agencies have been turned against the American people, against the very taxpayers they're supposed to serve, why our work is so darn important. And it is. It's extremely important. This is why, now look, I know I get this, and I hear this all the time, is, well, then do something. And I agree. You know, something needs to be done. But look, Congress, they're, they're, the House, what they can do, the actions that they can take, are limited, but what they can do is they can expose what has been happening and what is happening so that when we take the white house back in 2024 and therefore the justice department back, then we can do some things about it. See, they're exposing all the dirt. They're exposing all the crimes. They're exposing all of the biases. That's why it's extremely, it's critical that we take back the White House in 2024. Trump's the guy to do it, by the way, not DeSantis. DeSantis. So let's take a look at that pyramid. It's like the food pyramid. They, they Except they've, they've taken it and they've said that... So look at this. This is how it works. So the smaller the size group, the increased level of extremism. This is what they're teaching people in the Department of Homeland Security. So on the bottom, you see uh, uh, Republicans, the Heritage Foundation, Fox News, um, American conservatives. Uh, those are all considered... Now they're they're a threat. They're they're they are a terrorist threat. They're at the bottom, but they're still a terrorist threat. Next level up, PragerU, Turning Point USA, which which is a a youth or you know they target youth organizations to to just give the conservative message primarily to, to college aged people. Infowars uh, over you have, you see Breitbart, you see the Make America Great Again hat. Those are all up on the second level. As it goes up from there, I don't really know what a lot of those organizations are. I see the swastika. I understand what that is. But the point is that they're even lumping in the Republican Party as a whole. As a whole. 
is part of this group of terrorists. That's what the left is doing. If you don't think that they're weaponizing the Justice Department, if you don't think that they're trying to develop one-party rule, you're simply not paying attention. DeSantis came out on Twitter yesterday, and uh, it was less than <laughs> it was less than stellar, shall we say? Um, President Biden, you know, I didn't even check this. I just thought it was funny, so I'd throw it up here. Uh, I don't know if he's mocking DeSantis or you know if this is a real treat uh, tweet treat or you know if or if it's not. It's got 105,000 views. I'm going to be discussing my presidential bid plans tomorrow at 2 p.m. via AOL <laughs> Instant Messenger. That's about how effective, uh, I mean, come on, Trump comes down the golden escalator. You, you don't, when you announce you're, you want, announce you're going to be pre running for president, grand, presidential, leadership. Uh, what happened on Twitter, it was boring. It was non-informative. They had at the peak, at the very peak before a crash, 700,000 participants in the group chat and, um, after it crashed, 300,000, that's where they figured they could keep it stable. Was it 300,000? That's it. You know, he could have thrown a rally. He could have gone on any of the major news organizations and reached millions of people. And he could have done it in a grand presidential way. See, but the thing is, Ron DeSantis is not presidential. And if you, you know, I want to know. He didn't talk about anything. You know, what's your foreign policy, dude? What What are you going to do uh with with Ukraine? What are you going to do with the Middle East? What are you going to do with China when they invade Taiwan? How are you going to handle these things? Because you're a greenhorn. You don't know anything about international politics. You served. Thank you for your service. That does not qualify you to lead the free world and lead the geopolitical arena as the president of the United States of America. National economy. Look, he's been working in Florida with a Republican House and Senate where they basically just rubber stamp anything that he wants to, to get done. He's not going to have that in Washington, D.C. I think that uh, it should be very telling that Ron DeSantis is backed by uh, Paul Ryan and George Bush. So is he going to be another rhino? Or but Even if even if he's not another rhino, even if he's not a... Uh, uh, you know, that uh, guy from Utah, man, I am, I am over 50, man. So sometimes, sometimes things slip my mind. I'm sorry about that. But uh, even if he's not that, even if he goes in there with the best of intentions to be an America first president, he's starting from scratch. What I fear, and I'll support him if he gets the nomination, I will. I've said that before is that if he goes in there, he, he still has a learning curve to go through. And if he goes in there, we're going to see another Trump administration where if he has the balls to be that, that bold, which I don't think he does, where he has to learn who his friends and enemies are, how deep the swamp is, how much he accomplished, who he can trust, who he cannot trust. He has to go through that whole learning curve. And rather than that, but we could have Trump go in who already knows how deep the swamp is. He already knows what needs to be done. And, and more importantly than anything else, Trump has nothing to lose. This is his last hurrah. This is his big bang. This is going out. He's going out. He's retiring. He's done. He and his family are set up financially. 
for generations. He's got nothing to prove and nothing to lose. He can go in there with experience of the, his first four years and make happen what he says he wants to happen. DeSantis, on the other hand, doesn't. He just doesn't. He's, he's vulnerable. He doesn't have the uh, political will or the power or the knowledge because he hasn't been there yet. And he's also going to be bucking for a second term. So he's going to try to be the nice guy in his first term. But not only that, he's if they go, look, if he gets a nomination, they're going to go after him with every single thing they did, Trump and more. They're going to go after his family. They're going to go after his children. They're going to go after him and they're going to play dirty. It's a blood sport. Politics is a blood sport. They're going to go after him so hard. And he's vulnerable because he's not at the end of his life. This is not his last hurrah. In, in many ways, he's at the beginning of his career. Is he presidential? Could he be presidential? Yes. But right now, what America needs is someone who goes in there and has the balls to do what needs to be done without fear of repercussions against himself or against his family. And uh, and I'm sorry, I just don't see that with DeSantis. I think that he has very much a lot to lose, that he is vulnerable because of his young family. And he's not independently wealthy. He has a lot to learn still. And the primary season is good. Here's what I hope happens. I hope that they have very spirited debates. I hope that we see a lot of uh, really great truths <laughs> from Trump and that we can go into this and, and have a robust discussion amongst all the candidates so that America gets exposed to as much truth as possible. Because you see, the, the Democrats aren't going to get a lot of exposure because they're not going to have a primary. So their press exposure to America is not going to be very great. On the other hand, with a robust primary, you have a lot of conservative values and ideas getting out there from everybody. And I don't care. I don't want DeSantis, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have good ideas. I don't want Scott, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have good ideas or Nikki Haley, for that matter. But there are some good ideas in there. So great. Get those out there. Get America thinking again. Make America think again. Hey, that's a good one. I think maybe that should be something. It would be Mata. Not to be confused with Meta, because that's some commie shit there. But, you know, you might be watching this on Meta. But anyway, Mata. Make America think again. That's what I want to see happen during the primaries. And, uh, and I think that we have the opportunity to do that. And in the end, I hope that um, Donald Trump is a candidate. I think he's the only one who really has what it takes for the reasons I've already said to do what needs to be done to make America great again. But speaking of, of mean tweets and stuff like this, this was great. This was a truth about Ron's announcement. Failure to launch was the uh, was the caption on it. <laughs> Hilarious, man. You know, I, I miss Trump's tweets, but I mean, here's you know, an Ohio poll. I mean, look at this. 2024 Republican presidential caucus. Donald Trump, man, 62%. DeSantis down there at 20%. I can't wait. This was just uh, a week before 
DeSantis announced. I can't wait to see the first poll that comes out since DeSantis' announcement. I can't imagine it being much different. I don't think he got a huge boost from his announcement. I don't think that he should have gotten a huge boost from his announcement because the man can't do this. You see, Donald Trump is the Republican Party. What was once the GOP is now the MAGA. Like it or hate it, it is what it is. Donald Trump has the ability to rally the American people, to communicate with the American people. He's not dry by any sense of the word. He's not boring. He's not awkward. All of the things that Ron DeSantis is when he tries to appeal to people is everything that Trump is not. See, Trump Trump has charisma. He has personality. And he has a true, deep, burning love and desire to make this country great. He has a love for America. His patriotism is something that does not come around even once a generation. Maybe once every 50, 75 years. And it's not something to be gawked at or laughed at or dismissed. It is a true force. So let me remind you what Donald Trump Never forget is everything doing for this us. corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. If I renounced my beliefs, which I won't do, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home, if I said that a corrupt election was wonderful, the persecution would stop immediately. They'd say, good luck, let's go on to the next victim. But I can't do that because I love our country far, far too much. And remember, they're coming after me because I'm standing up for you. And they're coming after you. Believe me, they're coming up for you. We already see that. They're coming after the Republican. I showed you earlier. They look at the Republican Party and people who watch Fox News as terrorists. Trump is not running against Ron DeSantis. He's not running even against Joe Biden. He's running against the deep state. He's running against the entire intelligence community of this country. He's running against the Department of Justice. He's running against legacy media. And he is running to protect America and to defend our rights and the Constitution because of his love for our rights and the Constitution and for America. I don't know how anybody can see it any differently. I don't care if you don't like his communication style. Maybe he's a little gruff. Maybe he is mean. He's been a businessman his entire life and very successful at it. You don't get there without being a little cutthroat, without being a little bit mean. But the results, the results, you see, those are what matter. And uh, he accomplished a lot in his first term. He did it fighting the state the entire time from the Russian collusion hoax to the perfect, the perfect phone call with uh, 
with Ukraine. And then January 6th, which they're, which they're trying to blame him for when all he did was call for peace, peaceful protesting, which by the way, last time I checked was legal and was protected by the constitution of this United States. Okay. I'm going to uh, touch on the, the debt ceiling here just real quick because we're running out of time. But uh, this is uh, just, just to give you an idea. They, they say that it's the Republicans' fault, that the Republicans haven't come to the table, that the Republicans need to. No, the only way they want is they want it to be their way or no way, and they've wanted it that way the entire time. Look, we lived it. We were here. They can try to rewrite history all they want, but all you got to do is exercise a little bit of critical thought and know what happened. You were there. You heard it. Here's a reminder. We don't see any negotiation here. We don't see uh, anything that needs to be discussed. It's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we believe that Congress has a constitutional duty to get this done. The president's stance on uh, negotiation st stands, right, which is he does not believe, as it relates to the debt ceiling, uh, that we should be negotiating. We've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. He never came to the table to negotiate on the debt ceiling. That was not something that occurred. That is not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. When you think about the debt limit, it is not negotiable. We should not be negotiating on the debt ceiling. There's no negotiation uh, that we will be having. The debt ceiling, it should be done without negotiation. There should be no negotiation. This should be done without conditions. We should not have to negotiate on this. Look, we've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate. We're just not going to negotiate on that. As the president said yesterday, he's happy to meet with Speaker McCarthy but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That is not negotiable, and we have been very clear about this. The president said he's happy to meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That's not negotiable. He is not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. Been very clear. That is not going to change. I mean, we've been very clear. Uh, look, uh, there shouldn't be negotiations. This is not negotiable. We are not going to negotiate. There's no negotiating around the debt limit. Thank you very much, Corinne Jean-Pierre. And on that note, <laughs> here's the none better take of the day, man. The 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 TGIA plus has hijacked the entire LGB community and it or movement. And it, it pisses me off because man, I know a lot of gay people. They're cool people. And all they want to do is is live their lives and love who they want. They don't try to force their uh their ideas or opinions on anybody. They just want to be accepted. Great. They're not trying to convert anybody to be gay. They're not trying to tell people to be gay. They're, they're just saying, look, I am gay. This is who I am. Accept me. Enter the trans and queer movement where they are trying to recruit and tell people that, hey, you know what? You might be trans. Hey, you know, child, if you feel like, you know, maybe you feel uh, you're a little feminine, you know, you can be a girl. You know, even though you're a biological boy, you can be a girl. Take these hormone blockers. Here, do this. Hey, you know, in fact, here's a swimsuit at Target. Go ahead and put that and tuck your penis down below so you can, you know, so you don't have to to have it out there. Or, you know, young young girls, here's a, here's a swimsuit here at Target that, you know, just put it around. It'll bind you, even though they don't even have breasts yet, but it's conditioning and training, right? Why does an adult dude dressed like a girl want to entertain children? Why do they want to go into women's bathrooms? Why Why should a high school girl accept boys going to the locker rooms and the dressing rooms and the bathrooms while they are changing their clothes or showering or going to the bathroom? 
That's pretty, that's pretty awkward, pretty uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable enough being in junior high and high school. It's awkward enough without adding additional stresses to it, right? Target has placed pride over profit. They are doubling down. They're getting, they, they decide they haven't lost quite enough money yet. I think they're going to have a, it's what's going to happen to Target is going to exceed by far Anheuser-Busch, which by the way, market analysts are saying will lose 25% of their value this year. A quarter, 26% is what they say. A quarter of their value they're going to lose this year because of their dive in, you know, by trusting an activist person that they hired to be a VP of marketing for Bud Light. Went ahead and did a, a campaign with, not a campaign, but a, uh, uh, you know, a special release with Dylan Mulvaney. And uh, didn't quite get the results they want. I think they need to be more careful about who they hire and they need to remember who their customers are. Okay. As far as DeSantis, the only thing you need to remember, the first and foremost, is that he is supported by Paul Ryan and George Bush. That should tell you a lot right there. And he just doesn't have the experience, man. The guy is vulnerable. He has a, he's a young man, relatively speaking, in politics. He has a young family that is vulnerable, that the Democrats will target and use against him every single chance they can. It's not going to stop. They're going to throw more at him than they did Trump. Now, if he gets a nomination, I'll go ahead and I will, I will support him. I'll say that right now. But I don't think he has what it takes. doesn't have the experience it takes. He doesn't know what it is like there. Trump does. DeSantis would also be thinking about a second term from the very beginning. And so he's going to be careful about how he operates. Does he know anything about international affairs? I don't think so. And, uh, and the fact is he's boring and he doesn't really connect with the people. The, the people who support DeSantis are people who are just tired of Trump. They're never Trumpers. And as far as I'm concerned, they can never mind. Again, DeSantis is vulnerable. Trump is not. It's Trump's last hurrah. He has nothing to prove, nothing to gain, nothing, or nothing to lose. His, his family is wealthy for generations to come. And they're all grown other than Barron, but he's getting there. And, uh, and Donald Trump loves his country. He is a patriot. I don't care if you think he's mean. You know what? He's been a very successful businessman his entire life. You don't get there by being a nice guy all the time, but you do get results. And that's what America needs right now is we need results. This has been the Nen Report. Thanks for watching. If, if you're just listening on Renegade Radio, uh, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nen Report. You can catch all the video and everything that I put up. Uh, also, please, please subscribe there. Like it. I mean, really, it's important that we support each other in the conservative movement and in the America First community. And you can do that by, if you like, and it doesn't, doesn't cost anything, go ahead and like my channel, follow my channel, and you can help support the generic algorithms to get more exposure out to more people. Doesn't hurt, right? Uh, I can, you can find me on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Anyway, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.